Uh, it doesn't tell me how long we've been going for at this point. So, Welcome to Geeks Without God with Tim Wick, Nick Glover, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we are discussing Poor Things, an Oscar-nominated film starring Emma Stone that is, I mean, sort of Frankenstein. But anyway, we're going to spoil it a lot. It's really good. Go watch it. We're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Nick Glover. Hey, hey. And Molly Glover. Molly Glover. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like a Pokemon. Did you like a Bella Baxter thing? But <laughs> yeah, I, I I I thought that's what you were trying to do, uh, but uh, but yeah. So we are uh, because of course Molly is trying to do a Bella Baxter thing. You clearly, <laughs> if you've seen the movie, know that what we are here to do is talk to you about the film Poor Things, which today, the day we are recording, was nominated for several Oscar awards uh so it is yes. a it is a film that is in the public consciousness part of the zeitgeist as one might say if one is feeling about being uh pretty pretty snooty but in any case we are going to talk about the movie we are going to spoil the shit out of it so if you don't want spoilers for poor things and i would think you don't i would think you maybe want to go watch mm-hmm. the movie uh mm-hmm. so if you don't want us to spoil the movie go watch it and then come back and listen to this episode we'll still be here in fact we won't know that you left so <laughs> so there's no problem right now it's not just frankenstein so don't think oh i know the plot of the movie it's frank it's not so go yeah. go uh go, go, more, go watch it it's more, amazing uh, a lot more fucking than frankenstein a, a <laughs> lot more i think uh i think uh the the best way to describe it is it's got Frankenstein in its DNA. It certainly has um, has some inspiration that it draws from Frankenstein. It, it's got Frankenstein in its DNA and DNA in its hair and face. Enough. Uh, it's got enough Frankenstein in its DNA that it had a. Oh no. Uh, that that when I that the novel, which it's based on a 1992 novel, and the the novel when I looked it up on Goodreads, people were like. I thought this would just be Frankenstein <laughs> and it's better than that. So that's <laughs> lots of people making the mistake. Yeah. It, it's not just Frankenstein. It is uh, considerably more than that. And again, uh, we would recommend you go watch that movie and uh, we're going to talk about it. So uh, poor things uh, film. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Starring Emma Stone, also produced by Emma Stone, which yeah. I think mm-hmm. is, uh, is important because it's directed by uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. I'm hoping mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that correct, correctly. Yorgos Lanthimos, written by Tony McNamara and uh, Alasdair Gray, one of whom wrote the book, I believe. Alasdair Gray wrote Alistair the Gray, book. Yes, yep. wrote the book. That Molly mentioned. It's also um, got Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe, and Rami Youssef, and it's, oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> They're all so good. It, it is, but uh, the interesting thing is uh, I did some some deep diving into some uh, some reviews for the film. After I watched it, I was actually looking to see if my interpretation of the uh, the title was accurate to to what I thought it what I thought and, it was. And, what did you think it was? I believe that poor things was referring to uh, Bella's opinion of the men in her life. Hmm. Um, oh, <clears throat> which indeed it is. That is basically uh, the the 
base of what the what the title of the film is about. Um, but uh, anyway, I was looking for that, and I saw somebody who was uh, who was writing from a feminist perspective and saying that this isn't uh, the perfect feminist movie because it's directed and written by men. Uh, and 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 you know, we I don't think we need to get into that off the top of it. But I I, I saw that, and I was like, well, what is the perfect feminist movie anyway? Um, but uh, such a, that's such an obnoxious statement as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> the complaints in that vein that I've seen Tim are comparing it are, are t- people talking about Barbie specifically and like how you know it didn't get Greta Gerwig specifically didn't get nominated for like directing it. It didn't get nominated for you know some some things that poor things did, and because it was a man's version of feminism, that's why poor things got recognized. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that statement really diminishes Emma Stone's contribution to the movie. It does. And actually what I was going to say, yeah. And what I was going to say is one of the things that I read was talking about when I was reading about the title of the film was that the bulk of this movie, it it was um, all three of them, director, writer, and Emma Stone meeting to, to come up with this film. So Emma Stone had a lot of input into the story that was, that was told um, aside from just being, being the lead in the film. So there definitely was a woman's voice there all the way through the production of this movie. It's, it's pretty clear. Um, But I think we're getting kind of off the point because we really should just talk about this is a, so it's, it's this fascinating steampunky, kind of history it's victorian england but it's not um they don't really ever say where it is or what time when when it is they just kind of they mention some specific you know geographic locations and regions cities and and oh sure sure but like you know like molly when you and i were talking after you you noted that the smoke is never just like gray or black the smoke is always green or red or or, blue or blue multicolored smoke that comes out of there's airships there's all kinds of i mean the the, crazy gondola zip line costuming is completely unlike anything you've ever seen Mm -hmm. in history or or current modern fashion it is absolutely they they unmoor you in terms of time to make it so that you can't, I don't know. I just, I find that very fascinating. The only thing you could use to try to like pinpoint the timing is basically the status of women's rights. <laughs> <laughs> Although can you, can you use that? I'm not so sure right? you can, but uh, the, the, yeah, well, and I mean, they go to places that are real, you know, it's set in London. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to Lisbon, they go to Alexandria, but if you've ever been to any of those places, it doesn't look anything like, the places they are, no, uh, and they, they have a fantastical feel, a very uh, um, almost a surrealist, like a surrealist painting yeah. of yeah. of those places. Well, yeah, that, you know, when they're on the boat uh, uh, on the ship, when she's out on the deck and she's looking at the night sky, there's like the night sky looks like a swirling, like um, kaleidoscope of of colors, and and you can see like tentacles moving in, mm. in the cloud mm-hmm. to kind of like blur the lines between it and the sea and it's just it is kind of like a psychedelic yes surreal yeah quality to it that's um like starry night or something right like it mm-hmm. really looks um uh unreal it's yeah so bright and vibrant yeah a lot of the movie looks like a painting and uh, yeah just really remarkable art direction 
Um, and I think, you know, so the movie is about Bella Baxter. I mean, it really is about Bella Baxter. The, Baxter. This is a very clearly her story. Every Everybody else in this movie is depicted only in the sense of how they kind of are affecting her or thinking about her. Um, mm-hmm. She is, and, the, and this is where the Frankenstein bit comes in, in that she is uh, somebody who's former self committed suicide and when now pregnant like very when pregnant, pregnant and now that baby's brain has been transplanted into her head so she yep. is uh, as mentioned in the film her own child and, and one of the things i love about it is that they they don't explain how it worked it just did there's all these but the way that they they show that this could happen because there's all of these crazy animal mishmashes running around mm-hmm. Uh, where she lives. There's like, you know, there's ducks with heads of pigs and, and you know, and goats on, you know, all, I mean, anything you can think of is mixed together. And on top of that, uh, the doctor who she can, calls her father, Godwin, God, my father, Godwin is also like, has been clearly operated on multiple times. He has all kinds of crazy contraptions keeping him alive. And so the science behind it, I love that they didn't get into it. I don't give a fuck. I don't want right. to hear how it happened. It doesn't matter. It 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 did. That's the story, right? Yeah, it's it, it's a, for lack of a better term, it's a fairy tale. It's a it's a yeah. And 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 as one of my uh, wife friend of the show, Pat's favorite phrases is when you're telling a fairy tale, you don't worry about talking bears. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter why the bears can talk. The bears can talk. That's just mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. You can you can fuse a pig onto a chicken's body, and it's going to be mm-hmm. fine. Um, and and they're both and it's going to survive. And you can you can transplant a baby's brain into its mother's body, and it's going to be fine. Um, and that's really just you know in the end uh, the the plot device used to kind of explore a young woman who is free from the confines of society exploring the right to be herself. I think, I mean, that's what this movie felt like. Mm -hmm. It really shows a lot of how shame is learned and taught. Yeah. Uh, That, that, that the idea of shame, the idea of what you should and shouldn't do, especially when it comes to sex, when it comes to, you know, helping people, when it comes to learning is all about, what someone told you is right or wrong. You know, I mean, kids, kids are often sexual to themselves and it's somebody who comes and slaps their hand and says, don't touch yourself. Don't do that. That's not nice. You can't do that. You can't, you know? And so that's where you learn it. Right. It's, it's, and not having that really, you know, was, it was very interesting. I I don't know when they first said she's a full grown woman with the brain of an infant. I laughed so hard. I thought I was going to fucking die. It, the, the, just the, the, it was so obvious, instantly clear to me what was happening, like what they were getting at, what the point of this film was going to be. And I was so just, just all in right from the, right from the start. So all in about it. It was great. I loved it. I I think the moment I really had complete buy-in was when I saw uh, Emma Stone's physicality. The, mm-hmm. the second she was on screen and moving around and doing her like spinning mm-hmm. walking, and it's like, uh, uh, she, they, you know, we went and saw it at the Alamo Draft House, and they did a whole thing beforehand about about her and her, um, 
experience as a as an actor with movement and with dance and and i'm glad we saw that beforehand because i feel like maybe i was paying more attention to it in this movie but she's just such an amazing physical actor in this and and Mm -hmm. right away i was like oh yep yep sold Mm -hmm. yeah i I think um and her physicality is amazing the right now she'd probably be considered the front runner to get to get the oscar for 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 best actress um and uh it's it's pretty well deserved because it it's not just that the physicality is so good it's that it changes as her character yes, matures sure. as her character yes. changes her movement changes and it's not it's not like you're noticing the acting but you're noticing the evolution of the character and that that speaks to a really great job as a performer yes the it's almost like from scene to scene it's she's getting more mature she's getting you know she's learning more her body her movements become more smooth mm-hmm. i know and, and when we first meet her she's basically like a three-year-old it seems she's a, she's a toddler you know and also her brain is developing and, and advancing much faster than it would just based on you know regular human growth something is also happening to speed up her brain's development process to catch her up to being the age she is because it looks like the time where, where we have her in the movie is maybe a year. Seems like about that. I was going to say like six months. Six months, yeah. She's traveling with uh, Ruffalo's character for, for like three months. And if you if you assume all the steamships and, you yeah. know, all the places, that how long it takes to get places. Yeah, given what that character, I have a feeling it felt a lot longer um, mm-hmm. than that. But, uh, but yeah, probably about three months. So what, you know, we... We're talking around all the things about this movie. What's what's kind of your you know and and the moment where it kind of hooked you? What's kind of a favorite moment or a or a favorite favorite line, favorite favorite what have you about about the movie for each of you? Hmm. I you know uh, I thought Mark Ruffalo was such a <laughs> a great cad uh, in this, and. Um, you know, it's so transparent to us right away what his motivation is before he even shows up and throws something at her window to like get her attention and meet her on the roof. When he's there for the for the for the documents uh, as a, as a lawyer, and he's asking about her and sneaking off to her room under the excuse of using the bathroom, like right away, it's immediately recognizable that this guy is like a sleazy guy what his motivations are and all that. And I, I just kind of love that. Like he, uh, he should have duped her, but she's very much taking it at face value and along for the ride and just there to have fun. And that's what he says he's there for too, but obviously not <laughs> like, uh, like she, she is, you know, very much giving him exactly what he wants and somehow that ends up not being what he wants because what he really wants is to is to swindle and dupe a, a woman, mm-hmm. and you can't swindle and dupe someone who's who's in on it, with right? You, right. Well, he wants to. He's he's hoping to he's hoping to break her heart when he only wants her for sex, and she's right. and and she is just like not. I mean, that's she's like I also she she just thinks she should be able to have sex with whoever she wants all the yeah. time. So what's yeah. the problem? I, man, I think that there's so much I love, but I think maybe my favorite, my favorite part was when uh, they, 
she, uh, she gives away all of his, the money he won on the ship. And so they get put out on port and she goes to the whorehouse and fucks a guy for money and then comes back and hands the money and is like, I have money now. I bought, I bought us some tasty pana chocolat and like, you know, I've got money. It's like, well, how did you get that? And it's like, well, I went over there and I had sex with a man and he gave me money. And it was, it was, you know, the more you've always told me how good you are at sex. And it turns out you're right. You know? And like, just, <laughs> just like, yeah. And it was like, and he's so upset. And she's like, I don't understand. We had a problem and I solved it. You know? And it's just like, just that, like, I love it so much because it's this, she instantly is starting to realize he's, that's the moment I think she realizes he's not a good person. Not all the shit before that. Yeah. It's when she, she realizes he's mad because she had sex with somebody else to, to save him and to help him. And then, yeah, I, I and just And not really, only that, but she discovered that he was um, as good a lover as he said he was. Yes. He ought to, you know, she's complimenting him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I, uh, uh, Man, having autism and loving sex, <laughs> let me just tell you, uh, I had felt a lot of parallels with her from when I was a teenager and did not understand why everyone was so mad at me. You know, like I, I remember <laughs> telling my mom that I, I learned that uh, guys are a lot nicer to you when you, you know, like gave them hand jobs and she was so mad at me. And was like, that's not them being nice to you. And I was like, no, I mean, they were really nice. Like, they're not mean to me anymore. Like, it was, <laughs> and it just, it, there were so many moments in this movie where I felt very, uh, I don't know, I, I, I it, 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 I had a kinship. I felt like that this plain speaking, I don't understand your rules. Why is everyone so mad at me all of a sudden? Like, was very, I don't know, I loved it. Yeah. But what about you? Uh, I think my favorite moment because the movie, the movie throws a lot of curveballs at you. Right. Mm, and mm -hmm. uh, my favorite moment was kind of, we're, we're getting to the end, what you think is the end of the movie. And then her husband shows up mm. and, and I was like, what? I didn't, I didn't think this was relevant. I had no idea that, yeah. that it was ever going to happen. But, but the, the really nice thing there is it kind of why why does she go with him? She goes with him because she's like, well, I married him once. Maybe he's OK. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. this dude that I'm marrying right now, I'm marrying just kind of because it's convenient. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not marrying him because I'm super in love with him. I mean, I, I love him, maybe. But but sexually, I don't Who can know. say? Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. They, we haven't had it yet. And maybe maybe he'll yeah. be all right. Maybe I can maybe I can train him. Maybe. Mm -hmm. What about this other guy? And, and it was a really unexpected moment for me in the progression of this story where I thought it was ending, but I didn't realize that I was dissatisfied with it ending there until mm -hmm. it didn't. Um, and uh, so I, I, I think that was from a storytelling standpoint, I really appreciated that. I really appreciated that the movie didn't decide to tie things up quite so neatly and easily. Uh, I love that she was have. a bad person. That yeah. she was a horrible person yeah. before. Yeah. She was mean. She was, they, 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 they beat their servants. They tortured them. She, she delighted in cruelty before. And, or at least that's what he said about her. It's right. hard to say, but all the servants also seemed pretty scared of her. They yeah. did. So, and, and it, it, 
Yeah, absolutely. Finding out that she was a worse person before and that she killed herself because she was so desperately unhappy, not just to get away from him, but because she probably hated herself as well. Just that was very, very cool. I think to your point, Tim, um, this movie has a villain and it's not Mark Ruffalo's character. Um, you don't actually find out who the villain is who kind of set this all in motion and, and kind of helped ruin her life until she does go back to her uh, father husband's, you know, estate and, and manner to, to be with him again, question mark. Mm-hmm. Not really. Yeah. But like at that point, yeah, you do realize that she wasn't a good person, but also he's a fucking monster. He's not mm-hmm. just a sleazy guy. He's a, he's a literal fucking villain. Right. And, and, you know, clearly played some role in her wanting to, to take her life. Mm-hmm. So right. Like, and maybe she was, maybe she was a terrible person in part because that's who she needed to be around him. That's what I think. I yeah. Mean, how much of a choice could she have possibly had when, you know, the slightest bit of, of, uh, you know, feedback from her, his, he jumped right to like fucking genital mutilation. Yeah, like, he did. Right he did. Yeah. Yeah, like that was his. That was his. That was his first thought. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll just cut it out so that yeah. you don't want to have sex anymore. P.S. That doesn't work, by the way. <laughs> like, it's not. Doesn't. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was. Um. It was a great. Great moment. Was there anything that that uh, I mean? We've talked a little bit about about characters. Is it, you know, any, are there any characters that you feel like we haven't brought up that we really should? You know, we talked about. I really liked- I really liked Harry. I love Gerard Carmichael, and uh, I really, I really liked his character being uh, the cynical American on the boat, who's yeah. just like, you realize that, like you're, you know, like like you, the, being like you think life is all so wonderful, and you think everything is so good, and you're this hedonist who, you know, appreciates everything you have, but that's because you're rich. You're yeah. rich and you don't realize that that's why you think life is so beautiful. Let me just, that's just any like. He thinks he's going to do her, do her a favor. He thinks he's going to help her and open her eyes to the reality of the world. And and it breaks something inside her, but also galvanizes her to then go forward and be even more herself, I feel. Like, it, it it's he thinks he's going to crush her spirit. Every man in this movie tries to crush her spirit to some degree. Yeah. One way or another, every man in this movie tries to do something to diminish her. And all it ever does is strengthen her and make her more sure of herself. And hornier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and and I mean, do you feel that way about the madam who runs the house as well? Who? No, I think the madam liberates her. Okay. I think the madam is the one that tells her like, you know, she sees her for who she is. And she's okay. like, you're, you obviously are free with your sex. You understand, you know, you want to be a, a businesswoman here. And it's, it's just transactional. It's not exploitive. Yes. It's not okay. exploitive. It's she, she comes to her. Yeah. She asks for a job. This woman doesn't try to pimp her out. She doesn't find yeah. her on the street and say, Oh, do you need money? I have a way like Bella comes to her and is like, what do I do? And you never get a, you never get a feeling that she is not free to leave when she wants to. She is not mm-hmm. she is not trapped in this life. She is she is there by choice and can leave it at any time. And, and there, there's nobody who's going to keep her there. You know, Molly, there is actually one man in this movie who doesn't try to hold her down and oh. does and does contribute to her liberation. Who's that? Carl Marx. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I 
that's that's one thing other thing that i loved in this movie is that when she gets to that point where she's doing sex work as a part of her kind of liberation financially sexually you know all of it um the uh the the other sex workers are all reading like socialist literature and giving each other little red books and stuff and and just that's that ends up being a part of their liberation as a whole to some degree and i just i I was just tickled by that i i also i will say i do think that max mccandles uh is the least of the the you know trying to break her men in this in the sense that however though his his saying i'll i want to marry her yeah. To some degree is wanting to control her, wanting to, I mean, it's however well-meaning it is and however nice he is. And he, I think he's a genuinely nice guy because he, I mean, he lets her go. She's like, I got to go explore the world and fuck my way through it before I can come back and marry you. And he's like, okay, you know, like, I, I all right. I want you to be happy. You know, it's, well, and, I mean, to be married in this world, clearly it's, you know, a patriarchal society, like, no matter how good a guy or how well-meaning mm-hmm. he is by marrying, she's inherently going to give up a part of herself. Yeah. I think even in like a, a perfectly equitable yeah. world, taking gender out of the equation, marrying someone, you are agreeing to kind of change who you are forever and, and you know, change a, a part of yourself, not necessarily give up, but like in a sense. And he asks to marry her when she's like about, 10 yeah like that's the thing he wants to marry her when she's still very childlike and that that to me always felt a little bit like okay like yeah yeah well and i probably and that again gets gets back to that the title of the film you know referring to kind of her perspective of how she views every man that she encounters in this in this film that, Mm -hmm. that they're poor things that they are they are Maybe, and maybe this is where the feminism part of it comes in even more, is they're as much victims of their roles within society as um, as women are. And she's like, oh, these poor guys, they're so trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They're so trapped into into who they, they feel they have to be. And wouldn't it be better if they, they could just be who they want to be? Wouldn't that be better? Poor guys. Poor things. Poor um, things. These poor men, so worried about what everyone thinks. <laughs> so, was there anything about the movie that, uh, that 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 didn't work for you that that you would like to have seen different? I think Max was a little bit of a boring character. Hmm. Just he was just kind of, I don't know. Like I get that he's that he's necessary for the plot, but I feel like he could have been almost eliminated completely, and it would have just been her, you know, father Godwin that she's leaving. Um, you know, Father Creator Godwin mm-hmm. it probably could have worked out pretty similarly. I guess maybe there's something to her leaving her fiance to go off and have a lot of sex and stuff that might be lost, but uh, he's just fine. He's good. Not a bad performance or anything. I just don't feel like he added a ton. One thing they did, they just they they so briefly touched on that. I just wish we'd learned a little bit more of was uh, they were they referred to Godwin as the monster. And we we know that his dad was some kind of also some kind of scientist, mad surgeon who did a lot of the operating on him. I wish we had just learned a little bit more 
about that, but I, I like that it was shrouded in mystery, so I'm okay with it. But if I, that is the only thing I can think of that I didn't, where I would say, I wish there was something, there was more of this in this movie. And even then I don't, cause it was, I feel yeah. like this was a pretty perfect film. It was sure. my favorite movie of the year. And it 100%. wasn't his, it wasn't his story. So if, exactly. if you go there, then, exactly. then, then you're kind of straying away from the story that you're trying to tell me. Go if, read the book. If there was anything that, that, uh, bugged me a little, it was actually, uh, Will Willem Dafoe's Scottish accent, which I found kind oh. of kind of weird and 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 distracting, uh, you know, and I'm sure it wasn't that much of a problem for others. But the accent that his character had was at times I was like, uh, can we just mm, maybe not? What was so, your problem with it? Because I'm willing to bet that Willem Dafoe's pretty had a pretty strong vocal coach and he's oh, been sure. an actor for a long time. Sure. So what it, was your uh, issue with it? Just the quality, just the nature of it. And the delivery of it, I found distracting. I found I was noticing he was speaking with an accent, if that makes any sense, rather hmm. than rather than noticing that he was speaking. Do uh, you do you feel you have a strong familiarity with various Scottish accents? I'm cu- I'm 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 curious. Actually, it's not even that I have a familiarity with various Scottish accents. It's just that his accent I found distracting. I found because I know what Willem Dafoe sounds like when he's not speaking uh, with an I accent. See. So I could I could tell he was speaking with an accent and it I, it, it, it bugged I me a little bit. Um, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Which doesn't make it a bad movie and it doesn't even make what he did a bad performance. But it bugged me a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I saw someone, Molly, you know, you're saying Godric is referred to as like the monster. Hmm. Uh, I saw someone fan theory that was that he is Frankenstein's monster. When he sure. talks about his father who mutilated him and who cut on him and did experiments on him. Yeah. It is. It That's is what I assumed. Do- Dr. Frankenstein. That's what I assumed we were supposed to think. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. he's the creature. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Who, who like Bella gets more intelligent and grows and comes into his mm-hmm. own, but not after being experimented on heavily. Mm-hmm. And certainly the scars that he has mean that he could be. Uh, yeah, 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 certain. That, and his man, the makeup, creature. just real quick, the makeup, the costumes, the 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 sets, incredible in this yeah. movie. The production design in this movie was just fucking incredible. I mean, it just bonkers, gorgeous. Every, I felt my. It's been so long since a movie has taken my breath away when scenes have happened where I've just felt like I was like a just big saucer eyes, just taking in every detail I could just drinking it in. I I thought this was just a beautiful film. Yeah, Yeah. it absolutely is. I think it, it it was kind of unexpected. People didn't see it coming sort of slapped Mm -hmm. you across the face um, Mm -hmm. with it. It's kind of uplifting message in a way of, of somebody just being able to be themselves. And percent. And I, so, yeah, really loved it. It's worth seeing uh, if you uh, have somehow listened to this episode in spite of our warning to uh, that we're going to spoil it. We did just spoil it, but we didn't really because, again, visually, uh, performance-wise, really, really strong movie. And you ought to just go fucking see it. Go see it before it wins, hopefully, a whole bunch of Oscars. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Oppenheimer is a great movie. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I but I still think... Ugh. So little interest in that movie. I still think Poor Things is probably better. So we've been Geeks Without God. Win the Golden Globe. Yeah. yeah. It it won yeah. a Golden Globe. So go go uh and 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 uh Emma Stone's winning a bunch of critics awards. So, you know, 
Go watch it. Uh, we've yep. been Geeks Without God. If you enjoyed uh, us, you can support us on Patreon. You can uh, you can just tell your friends, hey, Geeks Without God, that's a sweet podcast. Also, you can answer our five questions. You'll notice we didn't read five answers on this episode or on any other episodes recently. That's because we don't have any in the queue. You can drop it right in there if you support us on Patreon and we have more than one in the queue. You get to go first. Congratulations. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to be back next week talking about other stuff. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. A quick note about the website Worth It or Woke. You should go there, and anything they say is woke is probably worth watching. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging at geekswithoutgod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod, and you can even like us on Facebook. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. You know, Tim, you, you say nobody saw this movie coming, but I definitely saw a lot of coming in this movie. <laughs> <laughs>